Hello and welcome to 25 Cents, an Apple Arcade podcast. I'm iChris, or Chris, as I sometimes go by. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and I'm Nick, or Nicholas, as uh, my parents call me. <laughs> Each episode we'll be talking about the Apple Arcade games we've tried, uh, what we keep going back to, what we think might be some great new games to check out, if you've got kids, and preview other upcoming games. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on the web at goodstuff.fm. That sound is uh, not a sonar. We're not being pinged by the Russians. It's uh, Nick's um, Skype call drop. Yeah, <laughs> Just let folks know that there. it's like you're you're being pinged by a Russian submarine or something. <laughs> One ping only. <laughs> That's my terrible Connor. Yeah, I'm sorry, Sean Connery. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> We are back for episode three and uh, still not actually officially live. So if you're listening to this later, if you're not part of our Good Stuff Patreon, you're listening to this later. This actually happened a few weeks ago, I think. Depends on how time works in your world. But how are you, Nick? <laughs> I'm good. That's good. Getting, That's good. getting ready, cramming everything in before I go on uh, on vacation for the holidays. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Looking forward to that myself as well. All right. So last episode, we're just going to jump right in. Last episode, we decided to play Lego Brawls, which is, uh, again, published, we'll say published by the Lego group, developed by an American studio named Red Games. Um, and it's kind of like Super Smash Bros. if you've ever played that it's on the various Nintendo consoles over the years. And uh, I've, I was never honestly a fan of the Super Smash Bros. It was always like too frenetic, too chaotic for me to mm. really enjoy. I think it was often, you know, like you'd go to a friend's house and there'd be like, for people shouting at each other and things happening on the screen and never, I just never grabbed gravitated towards it. And also haven't ever been a huge, other than the original NES and we had a Wii U for a little while. We haven't had a Nintendo console in our house for very long. And so, um, the brief period that we did have a Wii U, it just never, I think we had super smash bros for a little while, but I think they traded it in kids traded it in for something else. So, um, anyway, what let's, uh, this game Lego brawls. What did you think what was your impression of it? Um, so, uh, I'm a lifelong a Lego fan. So just visually, uh, has a lot of appeal there. Um, I was actually a little surprised that it wasn't developed by, um, TT games who does all the other yeah, Lego, like the Star Wars uh, Lego games. Yeah. And I've played a ton of those. Um, especially when I did, um, big brothers, big sisters several years ago, my, my little was really into those for a while. So we did like the Indiana Jones one and the, um, Batman ones and several of the Star Wars ones. Um, so yeah, so this is very much like you said, it's it's like Smash Bros. I thought it had a really nice little onboarding uh, and tutorial mm-hmm. to kind of be like, hey, we're going to assume you've never played this kind of game before. Here's your moves, right? Like you can you can attack, you can jump, you can dash. And then here's here's your character, like play around, cut, grab grab the rocker or the there's like a basketball and a cheerleader. You know, they they show you that you can like customize and then and then you're basically on the the main screen and you can do practice, local play sorry, local network play or online. Yeah. Yeah. I like the, I mean, a little bit sort of stereotypes, I guess, or cliches as far as the characters, at least that I kept randomizing through the Mm -hmm. pre-made ones. And then you can customize from there, obviously, as you unlock things, but it's still fun. Like it's, I, as much as I said, like, I don't like the, I'm not a huge fan of the Smash Bros style game, but the Lego, I think just uh, at least with kids, it's just a hard thing not to enjoy playing with even when it's on your phone yeah <laughs> so yeah. 
Um, how did you make out? Like I, I tried a couple battles online. We, we never coordinated enough you and I to, to do like a, cause you can play over the net, internet as well. I believe it's, it seemed like, or was it only local network that you can do multiplayer? I tried online play. I didn't see if there was a way to like join with a specific friend. Like, you know, we're, we're game setter friends now. I didn't notice a way to set that up specifically. I just entered the queue and, um, got dropped in. I think yeah. I tried three games because there's the brawl um, button i think and then the party button or something and if when you do the party one then it gives you a code and i was wondering if that was but maybe that's just limited to lan or effectively lan or whatever it's called these days uh play so could work gotcha yeah i assumed that was local play so i didn't i didn't explore it further yeah. um i'd have to play around with it more um but yeah i, I did a couple of practice rounds um uh to just kind of get the hang of the controls um i was using the the Xbox controller with the uh, larger screen on the iPad. I kept falling in the lava on the first level I tried. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a little rusty, and I, I played a ton of Smash for the, I think I mentioned on episode one, I, I never had a console growing up, but uh, my friends were mostly all in on Nintendo, not Sega. So like N64 Smash and GoldenEye and Mario Kart were big right. uh, gathering uh, games for a long time. But uh, I guess I'm pretty rusty because I was just kind of, jumping around and flailing about in the online play. Um, I got, uh, schooled. I, I was getting, I was getting instigibbed. Um, there was some guy in like a red dragon outfit and I would like approach him and then I'd be down like 80% health, uh, and then done. And it respawns you quickly, which is nice. You don't have the long time to wait. Um, yeah, I noticed that too. Like the, the, the games that I got matched up with actually, I did fairly well, primarily probably cause I was with a team of better player like it's just not random you you're paired up with people and they're kind of a team right. theme like mine was classic queen the lego queen versus classic king was the two teams and and then just random characters obviously assigned to each team um and um but yeah we did fairly well but i was still flailing around you know half the time falling into the water or lava whatever the level <laughs> was and then but I, I actually never connected the xbox controller to it i just thought i tried just with the phone because i thought at least for me, the our Xbox controllers are down in the basement, hooked up to the Xbox, you know, where the kids play. And right. and uh, yeah, like I said last episode or two episodes ago, the you know disconnecting and reconnecting sometimes you forget, and then it causes more headache for <laughs> people playing. I actually found the controls on the phone, so again, I'm iPhone only right now too. It's it actually was playable. Like I thought it would be like my thumbs would be in the way too much for what you're trying to accomplish it within the game, and definitely like an iPad would be a nicer play experience. I think that just goes without saying for any of these games, like a bigger marginally bigger screen is going to be a more enjoyable experience right. just more stuff on the screen it's bigger especially if you're older your eyes are getting worse whatever the case <laughs> may be um, or playing with your kids like it's it's just awkward to hold a phone so that you can enjoy playing it and your kids can still watch without them just sticking their head in front of your face and you can't see what you're doing um so for all those reasons yeah but, that's, uh, that's a familiar problem when yeah. we uh when we co-play <laughs> on the ipad yeah like oh. yeah so that's uh, where, I mean, the Apple TV, I, I was just Googling today or reading today, like hoping the Apple TV 4K version two or three, whatever it would be, comes out here in the next little while. Cause I feel like that's kind of like the natural next step here in this, uh, both podcast for you and I, but also yeah. in terms of enjoying these games on a, a regular level, I think, and, and being able to participate with my kids. Cause I'd rather just buy an Apple TV than buy an, an iPad or iPod touch for each kid. Cause that just gets expensive and, uh, unsustainable <laughs> right for all I, of us. I, I feel like we've you know there's a couple of games that are obviously meant for like the mobile snackable drop-in gameplay when you're on the bus kind of thing that we've tried but um the 
these action games, especially the ones that seem to gravitate towards control play, really want to be on a room device like an Apple TV, it seems like. Yeah. Um, even though they have this mission of everything's playable everywhere with or without a controller, while that's true, there's sort of certain combinations that are superior. Did, you, did the controller itself make a big difference like in terms of playability for you? Um, I, didn't, I didn't think so. I mean, I guess I was able to maybe like turn switch directions quickly or there wasn't any risk of confusing what area of the screen I was doing a move on. I noticed in the tutorial there was like swipe down to do certain to dash, I think. And to like do a uh, uh, drop bomb or whatever it's called, like a drop attack. Drop right. attack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did have a little trouble on the one, one of the online games was, um, it was like the Ninjago level. Um, so I don't know Ninjago as a Lego line of building toys. Uh, but it was like, there was the good guy team versus the bad guy team. And there was like a mech up on the upper level that you could control. Mm. Um, the other team got control of it and I could not figure out how to platform jump up there. Like there was, there were platforms and I just couldn't get the jump uh, right. right. So that was, that was, maybe it was just like a slight flaw with the level design or me being rusty on this type of game. I, I, emphasizing again, like this is a, a game that seems like it should be played local multiplayer like Smash. Yeah, you can see like kids running around the room with their phones, <laughs> which terrifies me, in their hands as they're <laughs> playing with each other or yeah, like on an Apple TV. Um, and I, I like the way there is like, you know, unlocking features and I guess Lego pieces effectively, but unlocking customizableness to your player as well as you sort of have like a ground vehicle upgrade you can get boost or whatever in a fight and then an air vehicle right i don't know i was like mine was like a hot dog stand and then a, a hot air balloon were the two sort of options <laughs> for my i didn't understand what they were within the game and then i realized as i backed out and went to customize them what they actually were but um, right yeah sort of like those kind of bigger upgrades as you collect i don't know what they were little glowing things lego somethings yeah the the one the one i got hit by that i don't know what it was or or what happened but it made me it basically like froze me disco dancing and the <laughs> and then the the enemy character was able to take down all my health while i couldn't do anything um so that was that was kind of funny um i would say that ui wise it was at times difficult to tell which team a character was on because yeah. like the only indication is the color of the health bar um, yeah. So yeah. I, I find myself often like shooting, active. shooting just at somebody just regardless. Cause it was really hard to tell what, uh, who is right. on which team and, and stuff. But the, the multiplayer mechanics, I guess, as far as team, um, match player matchmaking, what, yeah, matchmaking is the word I'm looking for. Um, not that I played enough games to really know for sure to like have them have any sort of idea of my, my abilities other than not good <laughs> being the baseline. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it seemed to be like, again, for my play, it was okay as far as who they matched me up with as far as ability wise, but it seemed to go fairly quickly. The first time I played, it took maybe 30 seconds to sort of build enough players to build a matching, uh, you know, team or whatever. Cause it's hard to know how many people are actually playing at any given time, I guess with something like this. But, um, but then from there on, it seemed to be fairly quick. I wasn't waiting too long to be matched with another enough people to play a good game, I guess. So, um, and, um, yeah, I think the, like the unlocking stuff as you go and then going back and customize your character, I think that that definitely increases the enjoyment to me of the game. Um, and because it's Lego mainly, um, it, it doesn't appeal to me in other games where it's just like, now you have a blue sword instead of a yellow sword or whatever, but there is something about unlocking Lego stuff that I think is, yeah, still appeals to me anyways, even as an adult. And definitely I can see my kids digging. So would you, I mean, finish the game by like trying to unlock everything or 
Yeah, like I think there's there's probably got to be a finish ish unless they just keep adding more pieces if enough people play. But it's probably just you know you just brawl forever and earn every upgrade possible, I guess maybe in the game. And that's there isn't enough incentive for me to do that myself. I could see one of my at least one or two of my kids wanting to sort of keep playing it until they've unlocked everything at least to the point where they look they like the look of their character they've tried out all the different air weapons or whatever um right. but for me it's not something that's like a, a need to finish how about you yeah i mean i think i'd uh, if if i were to go back to it it would be if my son shows interest uh, lego is a central part of our uh, family life as <laughs> as a primary toy for him and and i've had a collection that's built uh, over the years to be pretty sizable uh, both as a kid and a, as as an adult, uh, getting new you know Star Wars sets and stuff, and so my son gets to play with quote unquote my Lego uh, a lot, <laughs> uh, you know, with the um, so it yeah it's a regular regular fixture in our home, and so I think a Lego game uh, might appeal to him. But play wise, I, I, I at age six, I don't think he'd have a lot of uh, success without frustration, uh, especially with online play. But maybe, you know, local play where I can kind of adjust my skill yeah. level as appropriate. Yeah, it reminds me of that that kind of play. I'm, I'm remembering back to that stage with some of my older kids, my two older ones, where even playing something like NHL hockey with them was like painful when they were six or seven. And then sort of got seven, eight-ish. They got it enjoyable. They were able to understand what was going on within the game because there's you know, a lot of moving parts, just like with this game, uh, to the point where I would, yeah, like sort of downgrade my play to adapt to them and um to the point now where they're you know on par although i still beat them i'd, I'd like to think anyway <laughs> <laughs> so how about replayability for this one what would you yeah i mean i think i think you know it's like if i were in the mood for this kind of game and and like the rounds are pretty short so you mm-hmm. could drop in play a couple rounds and be good um i could i could see going back to this one um like i said i think especially if my son is interested um, uh, I'm sure he will notice that there's a Lego app installed on the iPad and ask about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess technically I was playing online as his game center ID because oh. <laughs> that's what's, that's, what's logged in on the iPad. Yeah. It's the, the avatar or the icon for the game. I'm just looking at it again is like a very obvious, like Lego King or Prince or whatever with mm-hmm. brawls and, and pretty obvious for any kid who's scrolling through games uh, on your phone or ipad what's going to happen so and i could see too if i i said uh for myself it's it's a bit more of like a space issue right now just with my phone and all the photos i have on there <laughs> where i'm filling up a 64 gig phone which feels crazy to me but and so like a 128 gig phone is on the horizon for me and so i could definitely see keeping it on the phone as a you know, like, yeah, you're waiting somewhere. It's like a quick game. You can drop into play a couple levels, drop out. And it's not, there's not a storyline that you have to like, remember where you're at or, or something you're going to get drawn into. And then all of a sudden be interrupted by real world stuff. And, uh, and in a way that actually, I think the replayability is more, it's higher than I thought it would be going into it. I was kind of like skeptical that I'd really like this kind of game. Again, going back to my smash bros, uh, in inexperience or, or whatever. Um, but it's not one I'd like sit down and be like, oh, I need to play Lego Brawls, you know, for the next hour or so. Although, who knows? You can get drawn into almost anything <laughs> right. long enough, I guess. I, so, I think I saw in one of the, maybe it was the arcade launch trailers or, or something else. There's another Lego game coming, right? Oh, is there? Like to the or, arcade? Or is out? Oh, yeah, the internet was... seems to think it's, no, it's to be, it's TBA. Oh, okay. um, yeah, it's something called Lego Art House. Hmm. 
So that one sounds maybe more like the kind of um, uh, one of the missing genres I was talking about, I think, last episode, especially right. for kids where like maybe there's more of a just kind of a toy aspect, you know, and um, that, w- that would be something that I think would have a lot of interest for, for our family. Yeah, we're and then we can sort of transition maybe into the kids' corner. Um, on that note, the yeah, the the kind of games that especially on the younger set, um, or the less like where they need a bunch of action to keep them entertained or distracted, depending on where you are in the world. Yes, <laughs> um, and they can just kind of like I forget Minecraft. Is that on the iPad yet for you? Um, we we have not tried it. I know. They they change it recently, right? Like it used to be, you could only get the mobile version, and now there's like a bigger version that that's got all the Microsoft improvements on it. Yeah, so it's I think it's now a somewhat more standardized platform across Xbox, mobile, PlayStation, etc., yeah. and so Nintendo Switch. So um, we haven't actually because we have it on the Xbox, we don't have it on our any mobile. We've never picked up the mobile version of it, but um, I could see if Lego did a version of Minecraft like that on the phone in arcade, uh, that would be a, you know, go off really well. Cause it's just open world, build whatever you want, grab Lego pieces from wherever, um, and kind of like get to explore some of that. So, um, which would be fun. A little tangent, uh, Minecraft earth on mobile has kind of like, is like Pokemon, but Minecraft and oh. worth checking out just for the, if Pokemon like the the framing, I guess, or the the what's the word, the skin or the the theme of Pokemon doesn't grab you, but you like the idea of like collecting real world stuff and sort of using your phone or your game in the real world as well as on the phone itself, and uh, it, it has a lot of those elements and uh, encourages you to get out and move and explore the world around you uh, to collect more Minecraft pieces. So, not on our Apple Arcade, but free available in any app purchase. I'm assuming so. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to I'll have to check that out. I imagine being in um, in a relatively major city, there's lots of little sites to go. I know I know I've seen people clustering around Pokemon gyms. Is it uh, downtown mm-hmm. at various points? Yeah. Um, so maybe there'll be Pokemon versus Minecraft Earth fights. I guess <laughs> for yeah. physical space. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is our territory. Yeah. Move on. You know, <laughs> you're we- you're wearing the wrong colors. Yeah, exactly. Um, because the the one thing I know is like in terms of things that are missing missing categories like definitely the if your kids are into the sports games like the more realistic stuff like the NHL NBA and we'll see what what's going to happen I guess with our preview trailer for next time but um, definitely that kind of game is is lacking I think on mobile in general they have NBA Live and stuff that you can download EA Sports has developed but um, I think it's more of a gimmicky version of the game than actually like trying to right. simulate the actual sports game. So, um, but like I said, our trailer that we're going to finish the episode off with could help influence where things are going, I guess. What other stuff is missing? Yeah. Here? So I, I would highlight, uh, the, so big time sports is it's not a sports game. It's only sports themed, but it's, it's like little, little mini games. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of got a, a co-op vibe to it. If you ever played that little web game where you had to control the runner, Um, and, and, uh, the kiddo and I had fun with it because there's like one where you're swimming and there's a control for the arms and a control for the legs, but we actually split it. Right. So like I did the arms, he did the (laughs) legs and you have to try to coordinate. And that was just kind of like silly fun. Um, you know, a, a, a good way to entertain for a few minutes. And like, as you fail, it's really hilarious to a small child. So yeah. Nice. I have to give that one a try. 
And it's not like designed to be oh, two player versus though, in terms of sharing like in multiple devices locally. No, no. Or, it's like, um, you, you take turns and just oh, try to gotcha. set a higher score. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, what was the other, back to civ? Is that back to civilization? Is that, or is that? Yeah. So, so we have civilization six that I bought for iOS a while back. And, um, uh, while at age six, uh, he does not have a handle on the strategy. Um, it's, it's one he really likes, especially the, the whole idea of a technology tree really appeals to him right now for some reason. Um, so, uh, he'll, he'll basically build like one city and then just like work on the research and that's what he likes. And then eventually, um, you know, the, the other computer controlled civs will encroach and, and destroy him but uh he he likes just kind of starting the game over and building a little city every time yeah music and edutainment edutainment kind of games that like you mean like the dance dance revolution or, or like what's not the that's not the one i'm thinking of. that's the actual yeah, well like one. kind of the rhythm yeah type rhythm music, games yeah. i yeah like i remember one of my first app store purchases was um oh was it smooth smool was the developer they did yeah. a bunch of like kind of music themed games um, and it was like a little, you know, three button DDR tap with your thumbs kind of thing. Um, I think that was actually my introduction to Lady Gaga as an artist. <laughs> I think I, I was not aware of her music until getting a song in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like that's missing. And then, you know, thinking back to when we first got the iPad and my son was a little younger, you know, we had like some of those kind of spelling and phonetics type games where, where like, you know, the letter will show up and it'll say the letter and then you tap the letter and you find it in the word. And I, I understand that that might not fit the arcade model, but like they have a bunch of other stuff that's rated four plus. So it seems like there could be, you know, kind of a, a target there for, for younger kids to, to flush out the, flush out the offering. Right. Cool. So what, uh, what games are you still playing that we've talked about? Again, we're three episodes in, so we're obviously still <laughs> fairly fresh at this. Yeah. But- what, uh, what are you going back to and what, what have you dropped? Yeah, so I have not returned to Inmost since we talked about it. I, I think I do still want to finish it. Um, maybe that, that's a good one for the, for the holiday break. I, I suspect, like I said, I have maybe about two hours of, of the story left, give or take. Mm-hmm. Grindstone is the one that, that's just got its, its hooks in me. You know, I'm, I'm a few levels farther along. Um, there was one level I was super stuck on uh, for a while. You had to like, to, to open the door, you had to slide a thing of the matching color, like across this lava pit with a little sliding platform. So there was only one direction you could do the move. Oh yeah. Um, and if you stay on a level too long, um, the little critters get more and more on fire. So there's like nowhere safe to stand. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was, that was like the first time that I've been like really challenged and stuck on the game, uh, for a while. Um, it's like level 110 or something like that. Um, but yeah, that's when I, you know, basically takes about 10 minutes to beat a level roughly. Right. So I, I drop in and you know, play a level or two. Yeah, I've uh, th- my Lego Brawls uh, review is probably hampered by the fact that I finally went back and tried Dear Reader, which is uh, which you you referenced, I think, on the previous two episodes, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. And it's the to me, that's like the perfect kind of game for my generally like unless I intentionally go to play games on my phone. That's like the perfect kind of game because it, it's easy to just sit with a cup of coffee or whatever and, and play a couple of levels or whatever your chapters, I guess of um, it looks amazing. I think like just visually it's, I mean, it's just text. So it's not like it's flashy graphics, but just the little touches of 
the typography they chose, the colors, the palettes, the those smooth way the when you finish a chapter and the book kind of slides up the page or whatever, or finish a section, I guess. And the yeah, um, just lots of smooth little animations yeah. that I really dug. I, I really love the the cover art for the books. Like if you go mm-hmm. into the the sort of the store and see what's available to unlock with your ink. Um, I think it's all custom to the game. I don't think they're using because they're they're using the like um, probably Gutenberg project, you know, freely licensed text versions. Because I've actually noticed some typos in some of the Shakespeare oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that that are not part of the the puzzle level. Uh, and I know the Gutenberg project has some like OCR or whatever issues in some cases, um, but uh, or that may not be their data source. But the covers are these real nice like only a couple colors, like sort of minimalist. They, they look like the maybe like kind of 70s edition of like high school assigned reading yeah. book cover era. It's like that style. And um, it really just, yeah, I, I just great visuals throughout for, for, for a fairly simple text-focused game. Yeah, I think that's the reason why I kind of dug it too because when, when you described it, I was kind of like, not you did a great job of describing it, but just like I wasn't really drawn to it because I was like, I want to play you know some sort of graphically whatever impressive mobile game. That's what's going to be right. the thing. And yet I, I just kind of fired it up because you'd, you'd mentioned a couple of times and then was I think I was eating lunch. My daughter was a, you know, avoiding her lunch and uh, it was just trying it out and showing it to her what I was doing or whatever. And, and all of a sudden it was like 15 minutes went by of like trying to figure out what, what words go where. And, and even the mechanics of, you know, f- not just words, but swapping words or so- swapping sentences, I guess, and moving things around and sections and um, the way that they've yeah kind of made what should be a fairly simple mechanic into a fun, enjoyable experience, I guess. And then you're also kind of reading. Did you, I'm curious, did you do the what is it like time mode where you get more points for getting it done quicker or do you just leave it in, I think they call it like relaxation mode or <laughs> stress-free mode. Uh, I, I did not notice the timed mode. So yes, oh, okay. I guess I've been in relaxation mode. Maybe I made that choice when I first opened the app. Yeah. There is like a little setting where it's just like, would you like to continue in this or would you like to try time mode? And I, when I started playing the game initially, I assumed it was time mode just because everything seems to be that way where it's like frenetic, you know, you, you have to do it. So mm-hmm, I was getting mm-hmm. stressed like, Oh, I need to get this done quicker. And then I realized, Oh, it's actually just, as I do it, it doesn't really matter. And then, yeah, it was presented with the option of switching. So uh, maybe it's because I went too slow one time that they prompted me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll blame my daughter for distracting me. Maybe it's like, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. but yeah, yeah, it's a fun one to play. And, and again, easy one to pop in and, and out of um, as you you know need to uh, again on your phone or iPad for that matter. That's probably one you, you haven't played yet with your son because obviously reading is fairly important, but could be a good learning one if I, I didn't i haven't looked too closely in the library if they had like kids books like winnie the pooh or something that's you know fallen out of copyright i guess that one's probably still in copyright but that kind of idea anyways yeah i i didn't notice any uh text like that uh, i think for the most part the the difficulty for him would be the um the ar- more archaic language and you know because right. some of these are like 19th century <laughs> so there's yeah. like odd words even ones where i'm like wait what what misspelling are they talking about here oh yeah. that word yeah <laughs> yeah exactly um in terms of listener listener feedback just we had a bit of we had one we were not public yet so people haven't but so some folks within uh, the uh, good stuff community podcast community are, are obviously aware of what we're doing and uh, kyle fellow good stuffer here uh tweeted said what the golf is a game that he's playing he's 36 percent of the way through weird and fun no controller needed and has a ton of callbacks to other games so you you've tried what the golf ready right or not yeah yeah and um and so is my son mostly by himself um i have not gone back and like you know you can 
re-clear each level at like three different difficulty tiers mm, for to yeah. get 100%, I think. Oh, I love that. That's a good mechanic to get me going. <laughs> yeah, so so you can you can beat the base version of every level pretty easily and but then they add like time and some other uh, restrictions. Yeah. Um yeah, it I I would definitely go back to that one. I haven't recently. Um but it it was and it's goofy. It's got a kind of a goofy vibe. Um and yeah, my son really liked where like you know, one of the levels you're like flinging your character or flinging the the goal instead of the ball and and that kind of thing. Oh yeah. Um, I uh, I think Kyle mentioned he liked that it ran offline, and I think that's a requirement for all Apple Arcade games. They have to be able to operate offline. Right. Yeah. That's um the yeah. It'd be interesting how they would, would manage that because obviously I I would think uh, and you mentioned the notes here like you may need to verify verify your subscription periodically, I guess, which I would guess they just check in, log into your account, just the way they're verifying like Apple music and stuff like that too. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that like theoretically, I guess you could sort of game it where you never connect your phone again after you download every possible Apple arcade game, maybe and, and stop connecting to the internet somehow. But I would assume that stops at some point. So not that we're advocating any sort of uh, hacking or backdoor into Apple arcade for five. I'm, I'm sure now. there's some, crypto key that expires signing key or something all right so for next episode we we've got a trailer we're going to play i think the audio should work and record so we're going to you and i both i don't know you want to cue it up on your end and we'll hit play at the same time maybe here okay one two three go That's uh, it's interesting. I was like it would be fun. <laughs> yeah, like it has that. Um, I don't know if you did. You ever play NBA Jam? NBA? That, that was my exact thought. Yeah, because yeah. um, that's totally kind of, like kind of what it seemed like. Quick, lightweight version of of the rules. Um, visually, it looks a little like kind of a Tron vibe, um, but it looked like you had a bunch of different rinks. And then I I am not a currently a much of a sports uh follower professional sports follower um i assume i should have recognized some of those <laughs> players from their various <laughs> leagues um look like wnba and um women's soccer and football yeah. and baseball yeah yeah and there's uh, some nhl players in there too and uh and i think that's where i'm impressed actually that they got for being a uh, non, not specific to one sport to have licensing across multiple sports and multiple sort of levels, like, yeah, to sign player contracts and, and things like that. It's all kind of messy. And sometimes like the latest NHL game, I know won't have this one player cause they are not officially signed with the licensing deal for the players association or whatever. Right. And so, um, to have, and obviously you can get you know, direct contracts, I'm assuming and things like that, but to have like the capitals logo is the one team there that Alexander Ovechkin is playing for he's his toothless grin or whatever at the front of the video implies that they you know both have the nhl rights as well as the specific player rights um which is a big deal i think for i know for my older two guys that kids that um 
when they'll recognize those guys as rather than just being generic. It doesn't necessarily change the gameplay. Obviously, it doesn't matter. But uh, and then interesting how they have like combining. It's a hockey game in this case, and which by the title of the game, Ultimate Rivals semicolon the rink means probably they're going to do the field the baseball pitch the whatever (laughs) at some point some other variations maybe on the game with the players the hockey players doing baseball maybe so this time it's hockey two on two hockey which uh yeah i could see again the limitation i think for me it will be my two kids would love to play all three kids actually would love to play it but huddled around an iphone will be a limitation of (laughs) how much enjoyment versus how much uh, yelling at each other we do (laughs) how about you um, yeah, I mean, this, you know, I, I, it, it, I remember liking, um, I think I had a friend who had mutant league hockey for the Genesis, which, which had a very like kind of lightweight, um, gameplay. Um, so yeah, I mean, and I, I like playing NBA jam, you know, I think a friend had it for PC back way back. Um, so it looks like it, it could be pretty fun. Um, I don't know what the multiplayer modes will be local or not. Uh, I'll have to look into that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's interesting that the you know the, it's the player likenesses, but it's this very kind of stylized, um, yeah, cartoony. You know, it looks kind of like the like the Dave Filoni Star Wars uh, animated yeah. series. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to trying it. Yeah, looks like it has AI play, and then also gamers and online multiplayer matches. So presumably, just like Lego Brawls, probably random, maybe, and then or else we'll see if we can directly connect. That could be a fun one to try. But all right, so Ultimate Rivals: The Rink, the the game. Is in the link is in the show notes, of course, to, if you want to play along with us for next week. Um, depending on when this goes live, <laughs> it might be in the past, and but still, we'd love to hear from you how you like the games we're playing, and eventually we'll all catch up. And so, uh, but for this episode, we're going to sign off now. For now, thanks for listening to Twenty Five Cents, an Apple Arcade podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Icris. You can find me on Twitter and almost everywhere else as Ultra Nerd N U R D. And you can find 25 cents wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to check out, uh, if you're interested at all, Good Stuff Patreon, patreon.com slash goodstuff and uh, goodstuff.fm podcast network. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks. Bye.